Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. This is the Sikkim Podcast, powered by Rogue Media Network. The Sikkim Podcast is a production of Baylor Athletics. Now, here are your hosts, Brooke Bednars and the voice of the Bears, John Morris. Hi, everybody, and welcome to this week's Sikkim Podcast, powered by Rogue Media Network, a production of Baylor Athletics. We are glad you're with us again this week, wherever, whenever you're listening. John Morris, Brooke Bednars, and Brooke, uh, this will be fun today. We're going to visit with a former Baylor football standout now in the ministry and uh, has a new book out. Uh, Jonathan Evans, our guest this week. Yes, there's a lot to talk about with our guest, with Jonathan, and uh, super excited to dive into it. But I just think, you know, before we even start, it's just great to acknowledge that this is one of our student athletes that as Mac Rhodes, our athletic director always says, you know, was truly prepared to become a champion for life. And we're seeing that and he's going out and continuing to be a disciple for our Lord and writing this book and, and living that out truly, you know, what it means to be a Baylor bear on and off the field. Yeah. Well said. And a great example. Let's welcome in Jonathan Evans. Welcome to the Sikkim podcast. Man, it's glad to be here. Where, Where else would I want to be? I'm a Baylor bear. You are, you are, and you say that with your smile on your face. So I like that. What What do you remember? Let's go back to uh, coming out of high school, your recruitment by Baylor, ending up here. What was that process like for you? Oh uh, well, it was a lot of fun. I mean, at the time, it was Kevin Steele who was the coach, and he came uh, to Dallas, came to my dad's office, um, and knew about my dad from ministry, Tony Evans, and so he comes in and he says, "Hey." I like you, but I really like your son. <laughs> that's, good. that's a good way to start recruiting yeah. right there. Yeah, so that's that's good. And just to be able to, um, you know, I, I went and did some other visits, but Baylor just felt like home. And I went and met the team, met the coaches, met the staff, went to Floyd Casey at the time. Uh, and so it just felt like home. And it was also good to be far enough from home, but close enough to home. So being about an hour and 15 minutes down the road. And so it was a, just a great experience and, and glad that I had it. Obviously, your dad is a name well known in ministry, uh, like you just mentioned. But do you think that that sort of played into, you know, Baylor feeling like home because of its Christian mission here? Uh, definitely is definitely is a part of the decision. Um, just kind of the atmosphere uh, that Baylor provides. You know, my dad talked about, yeah, son, they, they got, you know, you'll be division one football player, but they got chapel too. And they've got, you know, some FCA running on campus and they've got all of these, it's an environment uh, because a lot of times the environment that you're in will win. And so uh, being in, in that environment was definitely conducive, not just for my growth as an athlete, but for my growth as a person. And for my growth uh, uh, in the Lord and all the experiences that I was able to have at Baylor. So it was awesome. It's one of the pluses of Baylor, really, isn't it? And, and Baylor Athletics uh, was then, you know, when you were here, it is now. And, uh, you know, you want to compete at the highest level, Division One athletics, Big 12 conference, but do it, you know, in a Christian framework. 
Yes, you, you want to operate in that that framework. You know, every football game has boundaries and referees. In other words, they're giving you a framework. You're allowed to be free, but not free outside of that framework. And so uh, what, what Baylor provides is a, is a different type of freedom than most people would think. You know, most people think freedom is doing whatever you want whenever you want to do it. That's chaos disguised as freedom. Really, you want to have a framework that you're basing your freedom within. And uh, Baylor provided that. It was a constant reminder um, that even even though you're away from home, you're at home because we, we carry the same value system as your home. Chaos disguised. Write that down. Oh, I love that. <laughs> I'm gonna have to use that. Really we'll good. let you trademark it, but I'm gonna I'm use it. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely, go ahead. Uh, so walk us through some of your playing days. Obviously you had uh, a good career here at Baylor enough to uh, make it to the league. So um, kind of walk us through those days and reminisce on what it was like to wear that green and gold jersey. Well, you know, I, I, I tell people <laughs> that we made the foundation that RG3 stood on now. So <laughs> <laughs> you're the base. He of that has statue the statue. Yeah, he has the wins. He's got the Heisman and all of those different things. The teams um, in those days were really great. And but we had to lay the foundation. It took several years. You know, when I was playing, we probably won three or four games a season at max uh, because we were in the building phase. And there's always a group of people who have to go through the building phase in order for success to be had by the next generation. And uh, so that's a part of where I was. And that's also kind of what grew me up uh, to continue to fight even through adversity, to continue to fight and work as hard as you can that knowing that, you know, God has a plan, even when it feels like you're losing, you're winning because your spiritual life um, and even what's going on on the field have a lot of uh, categories that are connected uh, from executing the playbook in adversity, um, from connecting with others who are trying to go in the same direction, even though they're facing adversity, uh, calling to call it accountability. I mean, my dad, Coach Steele, Guy Morris, um, who was my coach for two years as well, um, continued to just kind of throw those things in there as we were building and laying the foundation for the success that Baylor's having now. So when you put in all that work and you go brick by brick, um, you know, you turn on the TV now and you're just like, wow, look at this. It's awesome. I hope you take pride in what Baylor's doing now, because you're right. I mean, you were part of that foundation that built it to where we are today. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I, I do. I mean, when you walk up to my house, there's a Baylor bear mat right outside. Nice. When you nice. go in my media room, there's a big bear mural that was drawn in, that was painted in, that's doing, you know, putting up the, the big bear claw up. Nice. Uh, me and my wife have all the Baylor t-shirts. Our kids are slowly being indoctrinated as much <laughs> as we can. Uh, and they are where they have Baylor cheerleading outfits for the girls. They've got Baylor T-shirts and basketball jerseys for the boys. So there's Baylor. It's Baylor all over the house. And me and my wife met at Baylor. So there's no competition. Nice. Very good. It's a great story. So even safe to say, even though the wins maybe weren't as plentiful as you would have liked during your time here, it was a good experience for you. That's right. It was it was a win in the midst of losses. And so um, and it was just a good connection for me to make not only while I was there but also just in life is that um, a lot of times your setback is the ground and foundation for the comeback it's for you to realize that those times make you stronger and uh, it did it helped me push through and and get ready for future adversity when I was in the NFL it was more adversity I was carted off the field I was um, uh, hurt I was booed I was traded I was cut I had to go play a season in NFL Europe. I mean, I'm always all over the place uh, dealing with adversity. 
but I, I already understood how to push through and just know that if it's not good yet, God's not done yet. Let's dive in a little bit deeper into to what you just said. Uh, how do you think your time in the NFL and facing all of those different adversities, uh, how do you think that, you know, you talked about being the foundation for the teams now, but Baylor was your foundation for that after you graduated. How did that play a hand in how you handled those situations? Yeah, because I just realized and was coming to realize that, you know, my mom told me this before she passed away in 2019. She said, your greatest ministry will always come out of your greatest misery. And so you can't give up because normally people are passionate about doing the problem that they've already overcome. And so when you're passionate about helping somebody else or you're passionate about what somebody else is going through, it's because you have experienced it in, in it yourself. And without the experience, you're not going to be as effective in where God is taking you. And so when it talks about the NFL, my Baylor experience and the NFL, um, I didn't have the career that I wanted, but I had the career God wanted because God was going to make me the chaplain. And I didn't know it. I didn't know that when I was going through all of that in the NFL and at Baylor, that God was going to make me a chaplain of the Dallas Cowboys. This is my 11th year being the chaplain. And so there's there's nothing a player can tell me that I don't know. There's nothing a player can tell me that I haven't experienced. There's nothing a player can tell me about being cut, traded, hurt, rejected, uh, feeling depressed and anxiety about what they're going through. And it's the same thing with Jesus. We serve a great high priest who can sympathize with our weaknesses. And the reason why is because he lived it. Uh, he didn't just, uh, he, he doesn't just know it. He's experienced it. And he takes us through those same things so that we can minister well. The things you've been through in your life, in your career, even, even outside your career, really uniquely qualified you for the position you're in right now. Yeah, that's exactly right. Some, uh, I've heard it said before that God doesn't call the qualified. He qualifies the called. And so he, he sends you through the maturation process to qualify you for what he's called you to do. Um, and a lot of people say, well, I'm not ready. You know, I'm not ready. Well, trust me, he'll make you ready. You may not like how he does it, but when you get there, um, you'll understand the so often question asked in the midst of a trial is why, why God, why God, why God? And, um, you have to have the test in order to have the testimony. The test comes first. And so that, that's just a part of the process. What was the process like? to becoming the chaplain for the Dallas Cowboys? Well, it was a, it, it's funny because as my NFL career was really me saying no to God pushing me in a different direction. So I used the NFL as a scapegoat to not be a minister, to not be a preacher. <laughs> Listen, my dad is the preacher. The son doesn't, it's like Michael Jordan's son trying out for the Bulls. It's not a good idea. You know? so <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't want to follow my dad in anything that he did because he was so great at it, him and my mom. And so I kind of used the NFL to be hard-headed towards what God was actually speaking into my heart. And then finally, I had a final injury. I was about 29 and I tore my Achilles tendon and I hit the ground. I was working out to try to go back to the Kansas City Chiefs, I go back to the NFL. I got a call from Kansas City. I tore my Achilles tendon and I laughed and cried at the same time. And I remember all the players coming over like, what's why, how can you be laughing and crying? What is going on here? I said, it's the clearest I've ever heard God. You know, I was wrestling with him like Jacob and now he changed how I walk. And so it's clear as day. I put on my boot, I put on my crutches and I went to seminary limping. 
Um, and so I experienced that wound, you know, for his wonder so that I can actually move forward. While I was in seminary, limping around, I got a call from the Cowboys that, hey, we're, we're considering you to be the chaplain. And so that call came when I decided to walk his way, even if I was limping. So at the moment that I decided to go the direction he was calling me, then the call of destiny showed up, but it wouldn't show up while I was being hard-headed. And so uh, that was the process of becoming the chaplain. As I walk into the locker room, DeMarcus Ware is still there, who I came in with in 2005. And he says, Jay, what's going on? I said, nothing. I'm, I'm here to be with you guys. And he said, well, where's your locker? Because <laughs> he's, th he's thinking I still play. Right. And, uh, and I said, I don't have a locker. I'm here to be the chaplain. And he said, what? <laughs> it, was, it was a funny day, but it was, it was kind of God bringing things full circle. Because I started with the Cowboys in 2005. And I was back in 2011. Wow. What a great story. Jonathan yeah. Evans is our guest, a former Baylor football standout. Get to his book in a moment. New book is out, Fighting Your Battles. Uh, we are presented by Rogue Media Network. I've had the privilege of calling games like Jonathan's games and telling stories about Baylor athletics for a long time. Storytelling is an art, and there's a network in town doing just that. Rogue Media Network has produced over 80 original podcasts and shows ranging from comedy, true crime, business, and sports. If there's a story to tell, Rogue Media Network is telling it. You can find this podcast and all the other great Rogue Media Network shows on Spotify, Apple, YouTube, or anywhere you listen to podcasts. Continuing with, uh, with Jonathan and uh, your book is out, and by all accounts, uh, Man, it's a hot seller. Things are going well. Congratulations on that. Yeah, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. I, I put it out there and we'll let God do what he wants to do. Title of it, if folks uh, listening to us want to start tracking that down, is Fighting Your Battles, Every Christian's Playbook for Victory Over Life's Challenges. And Jonathan, uh, to be honest, you've uh, we talked about some of the things you've been through, but you've been through some challenges and loss in your life and in your family. Yeah, definitely have. Um, we lost eight family members from the span of 2018 to the beginning of 2020, which is a very short time. Uh, so every four to six months. And so it was very uh, depressing two years of grief. Um, so I talk about that in the book. The unique thing about this book is that it has QR codes in it every three chapters where you scan it and it's a video of me walking with you through the book. And so you you get to see me talk about those challenges and me and my wife are in one of those videos talking about our four miscarriages, uh, really times in our life where we really had to depend on God and practically how we thought about it and how we worked through it. And so definitely all of the challenges, um, but those challenges also create the opportunity to share the story for, because we're all facing it. You know, my dad always said, you're either in a storm on your way to a storm or you just came out of one. Those are your only options. Uh, that's how life works. And so I want it to be a blessing to others uh, based on, you know, the burden that I've uh, had to carry and have gone through. A lot of people, when they face struggles, you know, they kind of compartmentalize it inside, keep it to themselves, uh, specifically with miscarriages like you and your wife uh, talk about. Um, what prompted you to take those experiences and what you've learned from them and decide to write this book? Uh, because of a message that I've preached before, Genesis 50, 20, it's one of my favorite testimony verses. It's the verse 
It's the verse for every generation, every person. Uh, this is the verse. You meant it for evil, but God meant it for good to bring me to this present result to preserve many people alive. That's the testimony. It was meant for evil. It was meant to take me out, but God used it to take me up, to bring me to where I am now. This is the place of testimony, but the place I'm, I am now is not just for me. It's to turn around and preserve somebody else. And so whenever you're able to use a weapon against you um, for good from you, um, then you have been able to understand how to turn the tables and not only turn the tables, how to bring more restoration even to yourself. When Job prayed for his friends in the last chapter of that book, God restored him. And so it's something about taking your internal struggles and making them an external blessing that actually boomerangs right back to you. And so we're in this together. It's, a, it's accountability, bear one another's burdens. A brother is born for a time of adversity. Iron sharpens iron. We're in it together. And uh, so I just wanted everybody who would to come in and huddle up. Jonathan, one of the things out of the book uh, you say is God owns the victory. Uh, what does that mean from your perspective? Well, I think that we have to understand that stewardship is not just about money or materialism and things of that nature. Stewardship is also the battle. God says in 2 Chronicles 20:15 that the battle is not yours, it's the Lord's. In other words, he owns it. So you're not even supposed to own your struggle. You're supposed to be a steward of it, not an owner of it. And a lot of times we're carrying a burden that we really shouldn't be carrying, but God is allowing us to carry it because we won't give it to him. We want to be the owner of the outcome. Um, and whenever you try to own the outcome, you'll have to carry a burden that you aren't built for. And a lot of times in our battles, we realize real fast, we're not as good as, as good at being God as God is. <laughs> and it takes you to dependency. It helps you recognize, you know, let me give this to him. But it also helps us to understand that victory is not something we're fighting for. Victory is something we're fighting from. When you give it to God, you recognize, let me give it to God and let, let me allow him to determine these outcomes. Let me just be responsible and continue to pray and continue to do what he's called me to do on a day-to-day -day basis. Um, because I already have victory. So I don't need to go look for something I already have. That's a very frustrating thing. When I, there was a time where I would bring my, you know, I was looking for my cell phone and I was frustrated. I was all over the house looking for this cell phone. And then my wife called it for me and it rang in my back pocket. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very frustrating thing to look for something you already have yeah. and many christians spend a lot of time doing that and so we own the victory so you don't fight for something you own you just fight from it a lot of our student athletes that we visit with you know it's neat to hear their stories and to be able to tell those uh, but a lot of times what we come across is that they kind of find their identity in their sport and as a student athlete here at Baylor. Um, and so very fortunate we have uh, chaplains as yourself to help them remember that they're a child of God first. Uh, but part of that sports analogy that I love that is all throughout this book um, is talking about how the Bible is the true ultimate playbook. Uh, can you go into a little bit more about that and, and that comparison and how you know sports is such a great example for life, but it's not where our identity lies? 
Yeah, absolutely. That's a great thought. Great question is I use that all the time, you know, as a chaplain, because football is a great correlation for the Christian life. You have a playbook, you have a coach that explains it to you. You have a place where you go learn it, a field where you can execute it, a uniform that you're dressed in. I mean, that is the Christian life. You have the, uh, the word of God, which is your playbook. You have people who can teach it to you. You got pastors and chaplains. Um, you have the place called this world where you can execute it and experience the victory of being a of being a good executor. You have a uniform of the blood of Jesus Christ to execute in. So, uh, so once you learn how to do in your sport, excuse me. Once you learn how to do in your life what you do in your sport, your life will get the benefits of that same effort. And we have to learn the playbook. We have to demand ourselves to execute the playbook and have the spiritual disciplines that are necessary um, so that consistency can have its work in us. And I think that our identity in sports becomes that because we put so much time, consistency, effort into learning, growing, achieving, and going that it becomes our whole life. We're wrapped into it. And God is saying, wait a minute. Um, you know, if you do that with me, you'll recognize that I am your whole life and I go beyond the sport. You take me everywhere you go and you'll have victory everywhere you go. And that's what we have to understand. For readers, is this a good book to read after a storm, before a storm, during a storm? What's your viewpoint on that? All three. <laughs> you got to you got to read it's good to read it before a storm because it's better to build your foundation before the storm comes because you cannot work on a foundation during the storm you can work on it after a storm you can work on it before the storm but you can't get out there and work on it during the storm so if you're uh, before the storm read it if it's after the storm read it so that you know how to build it next time and if you're during the storm you still want to read it you may not be able to fix the foundation but you can certainly have encouragement to go through it and so it's all three Jonathan, some of your funniest illustrations in the book, Fighting Your Battles, um, are involving your kids and your family. Tell us about your family and how you're training up those kids. You said ages 13 to three. Yeah, 13 to three. I've got five. So, uh, you know, I'm definitely the bear claw. The whole thing is filled up. <laughs> the whole That's hand. right. Yeah, the whole hand is there. And so um, I have my oldest is 13, Kelsey. Then Jonathan, the second is 11. We call him J2, just throw a little swag in there. <laughs> and then I've got Camden, who's about to turn nine, Kyler, who's seven, and Jade, who's three. So three girls, two boys, and I spend a lot of time just with them. You know, the faith is passed on, studies show, at the table or in the living room. And so uh, parents doing their job to impact their kids, to teach their kids. Um, so every night we try to have dinner as long as they don't have practice or sports together. And I always pull out one verse. I always talk to them about it, you know, and they'd give me the whole, oh, dad, you're always preaching, you know, <laughs> but you know, that my dad did us the same way. And that's what we remember the most. And so any time that I can spend with them, teaching, loving on them, asking them questions about school, what they like, where they want to go, what they want to do, just, just peering into their life, that family time means the world as they continue to grow. And so that's, that's where I focus my energy. I love that. That's great. Well, uh, the book, like I said, uh, seemed like it's doing great. Where can folks learn more about you, find the book? What's the best way to direct people to get a copy of their own? 
Yeah, so you can you can just jump on Amazon or anywhere books are sold, but Amazon, write a review there if you can. Uh, that'll help continue to uh, get the word out and because uh, we want to help as many people because we're living in storms. We're living in COVID. We're living in losses. We're living in uh, world storms, war storms, personal storms. And so that's definitely a good book to read. And then you can find me by just looking my name up, Jonathan Blake Evans, full name. So that's the Instagram. That's the Dot com. That's the Facebook. Just look up Jonathan Blake Evans and, and we'll connect there. You can find that book anywhere you find a book. You can also find podcasts like this on Rogue Media Network, wherever you find that. You can watch on YouTube or listen now, wherever you get your podcasts. But have you been interested in finding a new podcast in addition to the Sikkim podcast? Are you interested in true crime, funny one-star reviews, or inspiring stories? What about the history of Waco or the famous people who have lived and worked here? All these and more are produced by Rogue Media Network. There are over 80 different shows, including this one, with more coming all the time. If there's a story to tell, Rogue Media Network is telling it. Jonathan, I know you were here the first uh, football game of the year, the Albany game. If you can get a break in your kids' uh, schedule, their schedule, come back and see us. Come down for a game. We'd love to. They'd love to. Even if they don't want to, they're still coming if we're coming. <laughs> <laughs> we'll definitely be there as soon as we can he's True. teaching the faith he's oh, teaching yeah. sports train he's him up right baylor <laughs> all the good things we're right. so happy for you we're proud for you man and uh it's great to have you on the sikkim podcast with us yeah thank you for having me all right jonathan evans uh website jonathanblakeevans.com the book is fighting your battles every christian's playbook for victory over life's challenges Check it out, get your copy, and know that uh, there's a Baylor, uh, there's a Baylor Bear that's the author of this book. Absolutely. It was great to visit with you. And uh, we can't wait for our chance to dive into this book as well. Awesome. Thank you guys. Jonathan, thanks very much for Jonathan Evans for Brooke Bednars. I'm John Morris. Thanks for joining us for this week's Sikkim Podcast. You've been listening to the Sikkim Podcast, powered by Rogue Media Network. The Sikkim Podcast is a production of Baylor Athletics.